A reading from Luke 23, 32-43. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals. One on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said he saved others, let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. What caught my attention is the second criminal that's uh, crucified alongside of Jesus. The, other, the first one is just like the crowds, and they mock him. Uh, and he, he really basically echoes what the crowds are saying. But the other one uh, goes against the grain. And he says something, uh, he says something that uh, is, I, I think, pr- profound. And it, it goes to Jesus' response. Don't you fear God? Because apparently uh, all the others... Uh, um, had decided that Jesus was uh, basically a phony. But this guy has an insight into who Jesus is, and he articulates it. Yeah, this is the, the mystery of faith is, uh, when do the eyes of the heart see? When are we opened up to truth? And you have two people that are on the same trajectory here, the same path, and uh, this one criminal all of a sudden, his spiritual eyes are open. There's this sense of remorse in him. He recognizes his own sinfulness. He's uh, owning it, and he's recognizing Jesus in his true identity and makes this incredible declaration, uh, not self-serving in any way, but a faith declaration uh, in a time of trial. That's a great way of looking at it because uh, I think a skeptic would say, well, how did he know that uh, he is being unjustly punished, that he has done nothing wrong? I mean, he's almost like a theologian. He is is articulating the the whole meaning of the cross, uh, and yet, uh, you know, as far as we know, he has had no relationship with Jesus, but he seems to know what's going on, and it is the Holy Spirit, you know, touching him and allowing him to see clearly. There's two sides of this coin of recognition. There's the one that Second uh, Corinthians 4.4, 4, it says, The God of this age has blinded them so they cannot even see the light of the gospel. Um, and the other side of the coin is the Holy Spirit, who we refer to as enlightening us, making us alert, drawing us into that understanding. Um, at what time does the, the blindness end and the Spirit's light come shining in? Uh, I, I'm amazed that at some point in my life, the, the blinders came off and I was able to see. And it breaks my heart for people who walk around me 
who may even have the same experiences that I have, but the light doesn't come streaming in for whatever reason. And we don't know. It's mystery of how it happens. But in this moment, the veil is pulled back, and the reward is, uh, you will be with me today in paradise. Here's the uh, great declaration from Jesus, is what happens at death, uh, kind of what Paul says, to be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. Uh, this man entered into his eternal glory.